Good morning. It is my pleasure to welcome you here on River City's birthday. River City turns five today. Yes. Super exciting. Um, so if you have not gotten a River City t-shirt, the t-shirt stand is over here in the, on my right, which would be this side over here is left. Um, Ryan is helping people distinguish sizes as well as colors, and we thank him for serving, that, serving us there this morning. Um, here at River City, we connect with the global church each Sunday by reading from the lectionary. Um, it's a way for us to acknowledge that it's not just about us, that the entire um, kingdom of the Lord spans across nations, spans across countries. There are people meeting in secret and using the lectionary on today. Um, and so today's psalm is from Psalms 30, and it starts out with, I will extol you, O Lord, for you have drawn me up and have not let my foes rejoice over me. O Lord, my God, I cried to you for help, and you have healed me. O oh Lord, you have brought up my soul from Sheol. You restored me to life from among those who go down to the pit. Sing praise to the Lord, O oh you his saints, and give thanks to his holy name. For his anger is but for a moment, and his favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may tarry for the night, but joy comes with the morning. As for me, I said to my prosperity, I shall never be moved if we can bow our heads in prayer. Father God, we thank you for this Sunday. Thank you for the opportunity to acknowledge that River City was planted five years ago here in this community. Thank you for Smyrna on today, Father God. Thank you for those who are visiting, who are experiencing us for the first time. Thank you for those who have been here, who have planted themselves here. Thank you for those who are serving. Father God, on this Sunday, we thank you for the opportunity to connect via spiritual formation, community transformation, living in love, and creating space. We appreciate that each one of these tenants in which we drive towards each Sunday and day after day are a way that we just continue to honor and worship you in your holiness. You are good, you are perfect, you are our Father, and we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're going to move into a time of prayer and I want you to hold in one hand the greatness of God even as you hold in the other hand what might feel broken what might feel painful what might bring sorrow whether it's things that are happening in the world things that are happening in our country in our nation things that are happening in our personal lives and this community, whether it is physical sickness, the sickness in nature, the sickness in our hearts, the sickness in our minds, hold that loosely because God is great and our God reigns. And it doesn't always feel that way, which is why we stand here together and declare yeah, we acknowledge we're not oblivious to the pain and suffering, but yet we say our God reigns. So let's lift up our eyes to the hills from where our help comes from. 
our help comes from the Lord. And can you guys say that with me? Our help comes from the Lord. Say it again. Our help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. So God, as we intercede for our world, for the universal church, for our nation and those in authority, for those who are suffering and in trouble, for the concerns of this local community. We say, God, hear our prayer. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. We ask you to intervene in your justice, in your truth, in your mercy. Let's just take a few moments and either verbally or in your heart, if you will lift up to the God who reigns, something that you have been called to intercede for. What breaks your heart? There is something that moves your heart, that moves the heart of God. And when your heart moves and breaks, that is your call to participate with the tears of God who, who cries over the brokenness. So God, we lift up those who are mourning. We lift up the wars. We lift up even in the Middle East what's happening right now. What do you guys know about? If you could just speak something out. We thank you, God, for what you have done and for how, Emmanuel, you came to us in the mess and you sat with us. So teach us to sit in the mess with each other, to hold each other's hands, literally, metaphorically, to love God and love others. Do the work that only you can do in the church, in the world, and in this community. And all God's people said, amen. So today is five years, right? That's pretty big. Um, a couple things that happen for a five-year-old. Five-year-olds can stand on one foot for an extended period of time. Five-year-olds can go to the bathroom by themselves. I, don't, I haven't seen that in my household, but it says that online. Five-year-olds can skip. Five-year-olds can say lots of words. Church plants, if you make it to five years old, you've done a lot. Most church plants, by the time they're one, haven't even succeeded. And so that we're here is kind of a miracle. Five-year relationship marks. It's the year of wood. I don't know if you guys knew that. Who, who knows that this the gift is wood? So your T-shirts are actually made of a certain type of pine. You can smell them. Smell them. Anybody? No. All right. Um, if you're into biblical numerology, which I know that none of you are, but if you were, the number five actually means grace. And I love that it means grace for where we're going and where we've been. And one of my temptations when we do a day like this 
is to, instead of really celebrating, try and get people moving forward to that next thing. But I felt in prayer this morning that God was saying, it's time to celebrate. Don't worry about what's coming next. Spend all of today loving what God has done and loving who God has brought into this room. And each of you are a gift, whether you've been here for a day or for five years. The people of God are the beloved of God. And so you are his prized gift. And so pat somebody on the back and tell them, I love you. I love you. All right. All righty. So settle in for a moment. Who didn't get a t-shirt yet? Everybody got a t-shirt? They're back there if you want one. They're not, not right now, but later. <laughs> Plenty more. All right, so, so many memories. So we've selected some people today that are going to share. And the way that we thought would be smart doing this, because there are five years, is to walk you back through each year, each year at a scripture, and walk back through what we felt like were significant things that year, and then give space for people to talk. And so, the first thing is, why did we plant this church? Who was not here when we planted? Raise your hand. That's awesome. That's amazing. Okay. So about six years ago, we were sitting in the back of another church, and we were asking God to put us not where we wanted to go, because there were five or six really trendy areas you could go. And Smyrna at that time actually wasn't one of money's 50 best cities to live in. We're pretty proud of that, by the way. That's everywhere. And actually, 10 or 15 years ago, when you drove through Smyrna, it was like, how quickly can I get out of Smyrna? And so we really felt like we were taking one for the team. Like, we're going to move to Smyrna, and now we're the trendiest church in our, thanks to you guys, the trendy people of Smyrna. So, but when we planted, we knew a couple things. One, we had vigor, and we had passion, and we thought we knew, especially me, more than we actually knew. And part of that's important, just to get things going. But when we started, it started with prayer. It started with seeking God, and it started with making a list of people who were like, dear God, I don't think these people would want to partner in this, but we'll talk to them anyway. And it also started with this idea that we weren't trying to become some type of mega model, leader-centric church where everything rose and fell on us. And so we thought from the beginning, we have got to build a team of people that love well. And so... Of course, there's a ton of mistakes. I can even remember in this room when we got this building, Ryan Renieo, Ryan Renuo back there. I see a trail of blood going around. No big deal. Ryan's not upset by it, but a nail has just gone completely through his foot as we're tearing down the walls that used to be in this building, right? I remember so many other moments that I can't share. I, I remember all the mistakes that I personally made along the way that people have given me grace for. So many things. But we want to go year by year, and so year one is Sarah's going to take, tackle that for us. Did I miss something? Okay. Well, I wanted to show you guys this um, pie chart uh, for those of you guys that <laughs> took the poll. I actually found this pretty fascinating. So it was only 76 responses, So, but I still feel like it's a representation of our community, and it's pretty equal. Isn't that neat? I don't know. Does anyone else find this as fascinating as I did? So let's see who's ahead, because we always have to make things a competition, right? Year, th year three. Who came year three? Who came year four? Who came year four? Your last place. Good on you. Um. 
Or it could be that you just don't have a tech-savvy group who knows how to go online and take polls. So I don't know. Um, but anyway, so this is what our community looks like, and I, I think it's really interesting that um, I, I'm really grateful for our plant team, our year one people. Um, we've had lots of people who have transitioned, and their season here has ended, but um, the people who, man, we were actually doing this in staff this week because a lot of our staff helped us plant the church, and so we just started reminiscing about the early days, the good old early days, Right, so we planted the church. Uh, we started May 2014, and we met in um, Stonebridge in the Marietta Square for six months. And then we actually met at Square Church, which is right around the corner, for another six months or so. And I think if anyone from year one could talk about what it was like at River City that first year, they would say, embrace the awkward. Because that was a phrase we used a lot. We, we did whatever, whatever you would think, this would be my nightmare going into church. That's what we did. <laughs> we made people tell their stories. We, we put people at tables and made them talk. And it was so awkward. And we were running into that awkwardness because we thought if we can do that, we will truly be bonded together. And it really happened. It enabled us to do life together and do community. And, and for these, these people that have been around since the beginning, we've learned about each other. We've had good conversations. We've had hard conversations. We've cried together. We've laughed together. And um, we feel really thankful that these people are still shouldering with us. So actually, Emily Brown is here. And she, I remember actually meeting with, we, I don't even think we had started meeting yet. And we met with Emily. She, she drilled us on some questions. <laughs> I guess we passed, so that was good. Yeah, you did. <laughs> um, so one of those questions was about community transformation. And um, that was something that was near and dear to my heart. And Josh and Sarah said, yes, that is something that we want to be a foundational part of our church. And you can see it. It's right there. Got a big, big poster of it. Um, and so I guess one of the things that was a highlight for me in that time was how even at the beginning, we were talking about community transformation, and I'm moving right now. And so I'm like throwing away all this old stuff, and I came across an old journal. So 2014, y'all, journal entry. It's just about God. It's not weird. So <laughs> community transformation is a call to interaction and some inconvenience. Take time to observe the individual who you would normally ignore. Um, practice seeing the identity of the people that you glance past. And so those are just some points that I learned during that first year. Um, and we spent a lot of time learning the identity of the people in our church. And we were, I think the, the, the biggest thing that I saw was that we were very expectant of what God could do in Smyrna. Not in our church and not like that we were going to storm Smyrna, but that God was going to bring us into Smyrna and give us a place, and he's given us this place. So it's really cool to see that. Thank you, Ellen. I'm really glad she actually, she highlighted that because our verse of that year was 1 Thessalonians 1, 4 through 8. It says, for we know, brothers and sisters, loved by God, that he has chosen you because our gospel came to you not simply with words, but also with power, with the Holy Spirit and deep conviction. You know how we lived among you for your sake. 
You became imitators of us, of the Lord, for you welcomed the message in the midst of severe suffering with the joy given by the Holy Spirit. And so you became a model to all the believers in Macedonia and Achaia. And this was a key verse for us. The Lord's message rang out from you. Not only in Macedonia and Achaia, your faith in God has become known everywhere. And that was our heart. It was really interesting how God ended up planting us here because it was our heart to see wherever we were that the, the community would be transformed. Um, and we, we were like really strong out of the gate. I remember we had this team and we were like writing out all of our ideas and it was very change the world. And at the end of that, we said, what has God already established? And that actually led to our relationship with Campbell High School. But we had, to, we had to see what the connections that God was already making. But some of the other things about that year is just the benevolence of our people, the bravery, the ability to do hard work. Um, it was the year that we took on the Scotland trip. Um, I, I think, I don't even know how that just happened. We just were like, oh, it's ours now. Okay, we got this. Um, and then for those of you that have been around a while, I remember carabiners and how important of a symbol that was in the early days because it was a symbol of encouragement. And we knew that unity comes from encouragement, right, from seeing the other. And so that became a symbol that we would practice constantly. So, yay. Yep. And um, so and one of the reasons we did kind of like that kind of gathering that was awkward was because that was one of our like passion moments. We weren't going to be this like easy to go to church where you could slip in the back and not talk to a human and then go home. And really kind of out of a little bit of like not maybe the best heart in the beginning, but then kind of figuring out God's really doing some things with that. Like people are most needing actual community and they're not needing to slip in and out of, of church environments, which has become kind of what we are. And people, when they come here, either like that or hate it. So it's pretty clear for a lot of people, they're like, yeah, I'm not going to be talking while I'm here. And that's okay. There's plenty of churches, but we wanted to be a church where we do birthdays and it's great. So year two, the scripture for that year was Psalm 1. And I'm going to read you this, Psalm 1, 1 through 3. Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the way of sinners, nor sit at the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of living water, Streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaves do not wither, and all that he does, he prospers. So this is actually on the shirt. This is, if you don't know this, this logo is that, what we just read. This is the river. This is the tree. It's actually in it because we're like, we're going to one you up. We're going to be in the river. We're not going to be by it. This is the four vision tenets. So this was a reminder that year of, all right, we're getting crazy. We're starting to get, we're about one years old. God's about to plant us, and we need to get roots back together. So that's, that scripture was given to us, and then we received this space. Who was here when we received this space? Okay, when we had an opportunity to get this space, we were told by the people who owned it, you will never lease this space. And then we found out we had Leslie Batchelor here, <laughs> who is a monster. <laughs> who is a monster. She is the national real estate director for a massive company, and she was like, just give me some time. I was like, okay. So I would literally break into this building and pray. And I don't think that that's even okay. <laughs> I would, I'd literally was in here by myself walking around praying. I had a friend from L.A. that came here to meet me to pray, and we broke in to pray. So that would have been an interesting story to tell why I was in jail for. But God honored it. Amen? God honors those prayers. 
Doesn't matter what you, just kidding. So, all right, so a couple of things that really jumped out that year is we literally started Campbell High School. We had up to 50 football players coming here that we would serve every week. We had no idea what we were doing. It was always sloppy. People that came to serve were always like, that's too sloppy. We're like, it is. It's what it's going to be. And for almost three years, we did this ministry. We also had the responsibility to pray for and love Jason Jones and Ryan Renault in this season, in which they both had terrible reports. Ryan's back there. He's hanging in there and just killing it, just killing life. Jason's traveling the world right now in a, what is it called? In an RV, sending pictures. And Jason's story was, it looked like we were actually on a retreat with Campbell High School. We get there, and we get the news that laser ablation has gone wrong. His brain is swelling. Come quickly. We go, and we're praying like crazy people, and he's traveling around America, sending pictures. He texted me yesterday to say, went to the Bible Museum. You'd love it. Love you, dude. (laughs) So, anyway. That, was, that, to me, was a big part of our DNA, that we would get to walk in real spaces with people, not just the happy spaces, and that's become part of our DNA. We would be people who would go slow enough with people who aren't celebrating to love them well. So that's a big one. Yeah, so you talk about this a little bit. So this is um, the year that we started POTS and SOTS, if you guys were around. Um, POTS stand, stood for prayers of the season. We did scriptures of the season. But so we unearthed, this was January 2016, and these were the things that we were praying for, um, creating space, RCC staff covering, children's ministry, and youth. That's really interesting. We started praying for youth then. Um, discipleship visible community transformation, and financial surplus to give and save, um, which we have seen those really be answered. And Sots was kind of ixnate after that because it didn't have legs really, but <laughs> scriptures of the season, it's also the word when you get too drunk, you're a sot. So it was a little bit like, ah, maybe we'll just move on from that. So it's just pots from then on out. Um, a couple of the other things that year, we started up a bunch of stuff. A bunch of stuff didn't work real well. Um, a lot of people got frustrated. A lot of people were happy. We learned a lot about pastoral ministry, I think, both of us in this year. Uh, we weren't going to be everybody's best friend. Dang it. Uh, we we're going to love people really well and pastor them. We still, we started trying to do that better than just making everybody like us, which is a flaw in her. Um, I'm just kidding. In me. It's in me. No, it's in me. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Come on. Come on. Come on, somebody. All right, Marcus is going to come up and, and share a little bit about this year. Marcus McCray. And you guys can clap for him as he walks. He likes that. I won't get that very often, so I guess I'll no okay. Um, so I'm Marcus McCray. My daughter Sloan is over there, and my wife is somewhere around here in the building. I have no idea where. Um, we came to River City in, I think it was November 2015, so we were newlyweds, new to town. Um, new to Smyrna, but not new to the area, and um, we've been doing a little bit of church shopping, um, had some interesting experiences, um, and I finally, after the last one, I told Shannon, I was like, you know, I want to pick the next one. <laughs> I was like, she picked a bad movie. <laughs> um, and uh, I was listening, like, I just kind of looked around, I was listening to one of, uh, one of the podcasts, and Josh was talking about community in particular, and the thing that I wanted the most was um, to be in a church that was in my community and to have a community of people that um, was really going to care about us. And I could tell that from the minute we walked in the door. Um, 
and I have gotten that in spades um, over the years that we've been here. So thank you so much for everything that you've done. Thank you for your vision for being here, and thank you all for being a part of our lives. Um, was that? <laughs> um, I, I really do thank you for that. Like you guys have been a really big part of our lives, and the last year hasn't been the best for us. Um, and you guys being there has meant the world to all of us. So thank you. Yeah, make sure you love on Shannon. She's always doing a little more. That's her description. She's downstairs setting up for you guys. Um, year three, John 15. We talked about it at the beginning of that year, this, this year. We also built Scotland around this when we, don't, when we went there. But I'm the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he, he it is that bears, eh, he it is that bears fruit. All right, I'm going with it. Much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. We all get it, right? We kind of understood that year. I think even the staff, like, we have got to be connected to God. And prayer has continually, from the beginning, been a huge thing for our church. It's, you know, like, to me, scripturally, the house of prayer is the body of Christ. And we have to be people who are doing that with God. But this year, to me, was a really big year. Because, one, we received the gift of being able to welcome the community of St. Philip's to our church. Right after we prayed for a diverse community. And St. Philip's, um, Jonathan Godby and Caroline Godby, are you guys in here anywhere? So Jonathan right there has been, I remember sitting in the front room with him and meeting about the possibility of a community coming because there was a satellite campus sort of in Austell, Smyrna area that another big church over here was saying that we couldn't do it anymore. And we met with them. Don't, I didn't really know why. Uh, we had been praying a lot that year for this kind of thing. And it seemed to click from the beginning, like God was really in it. And the people who joined our church from St. Philip's have been some of the best people here. And I mean that very specifically, and I wanted it to sting a little bit. But I love them so much. And the love, the hope, the ability to say to a group of people that are joining our church, you're, you're able to be here, come be you, has been something that's been, with me, a huge part of our whole walk. It was also the year we started Carriage House, which we went in guns blazing. Jen and Bill Pinto really carried a lot of that. We, had, we have a lot of people in this room. Chris and Jody Rendazzo, are, they, are you guys in here? Um, yeah, jumped in there. We moved like 10 millennials in there. Just going to take over the complex, you know, and learned that God was about a slower process of ministry, and he ended up doing a bunch of stuff in all those people, and we ended up building strong relationships over the next two to three years with them. We did a lot of events in there, but our DNA that, that year definitely took on some shape, with St. Phillips and Carriage House, and that was also the year we started 12. Who's been through a 12 discipleship group or spiritual formation? Wow, really? You've been indoctrinated, awesome. Which was our attempt to reclaim some of the ancient traditions back to the church. If you know anything about leadership now, you know that we provide a lot of atmospheres that give people what they want, but nobody is really versed in the spiritual disciplines anymore. You can talk about it with people under the age of 40, and a lot of people will be like, what are you even talking about? Scripture, prayer, meditation, community, spiritual friendship, these things that matter, that will carry you past when the songs you like aren't the songs you like anymore. And to me, I feel like that's become, we're, hey, how you doing? Oh, cool. I thought you were just gesturing. I thought you were gesturing. Yeah. High five in God. It's me and you. So that to me became one of the things I'm most thankful for in our community, which you'll hear about in a little bit. But in that year, the words that come up are prayer and diversity, and um, prayer week started that year. Who loves prayer week? Awesome. 
Prayer Week started that year. Um, students started that year. Crazy that we had students after three years. Who's a student in here? None of you. Awesome. They're out there. Yes, sir. That's my guy right there. All right. And so we have somebody that's going to share today, and we're going to do that to you. Which do you want to do first? Okay. Prayers of the Seasons for August 2016. So you can see we were praying for diversity. We are still praying that God would continue to diversify our community. Unity as we grow, healthy participation, vision for spiritual formation. So much came out of that. Community transformation. Um, and then next steps. Um, so if you've been around since that year, you can easily see what God has done. And then that same year, I believe was this was the January maybe? I think it was the green one. Do you have the green one, Bill? Yes, I believe. Um, that we would, right, so this deep roots, we wanted um, God to grow us. We wanted to live sacrificially. Um, uh, care ministry, which is interesting because that's being answered this year. So we've been laboring in prayer and finally getting to see that, students, and then learning how to steward what we already have. Um, so Miss Paula... You are coming up to share. Wow, it's been three years. Um, it was awesome. When we decided to come here, we knew we had friends here, so that was a bonus just coming in the door. But I don't think, um, well, for me, I, did, I knew I had friends here, but I didn't expect to find the love and the welcome that I actually did receive. And it was amazing to me. I needed that because of where I had come from and what I had been through. I actually needed to heal. I needed to heal from church hurt. I needed to heal from so many different things. And it was such a blessing. It was such a blessing to be able to come here, and especially when Pastor Josh would say, if you're an introvert, just feel free to sit there. <laughs> and I can, be, I can be one who talks all day, and I can be one who's quiet, and you never know I'm in the room. And I needed to be quiet, and I needed to just be here, but people still came to me and spoke to me, and that meant the world to me, and it healed my heart. And I'm so grateful for the love of God that's here and for the people, and I, I just wanted to say thank you. We love you, Miss Paula. All right, thank you, Miss Paula. So our fourth year, this is actually a really um, um, pivotal year for me, even personally, as I was thinking about it, um, which we're not gonna go into that. Um, but um, the fall of, 2017, we really began to feel like God was, um, actually, I, this is what happened, is we knew that our space lease was about to renew the following year. So we began this prayer of what are we supposed to do, where are we supposed to go, and that prayer invited us into a different kind of prayer, what, which was, who have I called you to be? And so it was out of those initial prayers about our space that we landed on this concept of the table. And it has been huge for our community because the table has become a symbol of who we want to be. Um, it was during that season that um, we 
got our new logo, and we wanted our communication to really identify who we were as a people. We took lots of videos and uploaded and did a new website. Um, it was the year we uh, explored the idea of Life of the Beloved, which was um, a book by Henry Nouwen that talked about the table. And then we did a Who, you, Who We Are Sunday, where we all gathered to just really uh, receive the vision of who God had called us to be. It was during that season we started Welcome to the Table, which was has been a beautiful and fruitful thing to do. And it was at the very end of that season that we got this table space. So, it, like, looking back on that, I was, like, looking back at the calendar and trying to remember. It's just really beautiful to look back at that. Also, during that time, we had a care ministry training, which I think was really valuable for those of us who were part of that. We saw our city kids ministry grow. We added on staff, and we did our first marriage event. It was our marriage simulcast, and we were really, really pleasantly surprised to see so many marriage couples show up and want to invest in their marriages. So that was really amazing and fun. Um, okay, so I actually need someone from this year to just be super brave. So if you came this fourth year, so between May 2017 and April 2018, if you could share. If not, we'll move on, but I would love for someone. Okay, yes. <laughs> Bethany. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course. Um, this works out because I was planning on standing up and sharing at the end if there was an open mic. Nice. So. Now we'll just avoid that. But, yeah, so Nathan and I came into River City. I guess it would have been fall 2017, really planted roots here around January 2018. And we just came in in a super, super broken season in our life. And to come in when things were kind of in transition and we didn't know where the church was going to be and what the space was going to look like was honestly terrifying <laughs> for us. We're like, oh, I don't think we're really ready for transition or, like, uncertainty but to see the atmosphere that had been created of total dependency on the Lord and waiting and trusting that he was going to provide um, was really healing to me specifically because I came from a place where in serving specifically, it was like, hey, if you don't do it, there is nobody else to do it. And this job isn't going to get done. And that just created a lot of um, toxic views about serving in ministry for me. So to come into a space where we were being told, if it doesn't get done, then that means the Lord didn't want it to be done. He's going to provide if it's supposed to be done. So that was something that was just really impactful for me and I think speaks a lot to that season of the church. Yeah. Yeah, that would be really... It would be really interesting if you came in during that time because it did sort of feel like, where are we going to be? What are we going to do? Um, I, this was also a year for me where I felt like our um, the language that we had been using as far as spiritual formation and uh, engaging with practices um, and also going through Advent and Lent, I think, really started to become who we were. And this idea of living healthy rhythms and orienting ourselves to the good life, I think we really grabbed hold of that as a people. So that was really sweet. Oh, did I do the, I didn't do the pots, did I? Yes. So this was the year that um, we got all of the, got all the space and everything. So who we are, right? <laughs> who we are, 
right people, right places, and where we are. And those have been answered in such an amazing way. Um, truly thankful for God, how God has answered those. All right, so the last year, this is it. And we're in it. And, the, and I haven't shared this with anybody, but about a month ago, I shared from a passage in Joshua. Passage in Joshua? I said Pashua. And I talked about pausing in the plains and stepping into calling and transitioning from manna to, toy, to tilling in the land. And I really felt like God was saying, this is River City Church. There's a season of manna where you have had God provide everything for you. He's really done some things, but now it's a time for the body of Christ to step in and co-labor with Christ for the calling that they have in, in Smyrna. I really feel that strongly. And so the scripture for this year is, and the Lord said to Joshua, today I have rolled away the reproach of Egypt from you. And so the name of that place is called Gilgal to this day. While the people of Israel were encamped at Gilgal, they kept the Passover on the 14th day of the month and the evening on the plains of Jericho. And the day after the Passover, on the very day, they ate the produce of the land, unleavened cakes and parched grain. And the manna ceased that day, and they ate of the produce of the land, and there was no longer manna for the people of Israel, but they ate of the fruit of the land, Canaan. And the idea is that they had now transitioned into this promise God had led them to, and it's time for them to transition from waking up and getting manna to how do I, what do I do for Smyrna? Does that make sense? This is us as a body, I think. This is exactly where we are as a body. Um, And so a couple of the things that have really jumped out this year are God calling us to be a community that has first commandment first, that falls back in love with Jesus and allows him to be our source and knows what second commandment means, that we don't serve until we're dead, being so depleted that we're burnt out. We never want that. But that we have such a vibrant relationship with Jesus in whatever way that makes sense for you, that your serving comes out of that. So when you do need to say no to things, like Bethany said, it's okay to say no right? We're not meant to be destroyed. So those are a few of the things that have really jumped out. But the other things are we kind of really unleashed the table downstairs. It's being used. I mean, I'm hearing about even other churches starting to use it, big ones, even yesterday that are wanting to use it, which would be a dream for us to share a space in the heart of Smyrna for other communities to come for different random events and to bring people together that normally wouldn't be together. That's happening. Alpha has started, which to me from the beginning felt like we have to do this. Bill has led it. Give it up for Alpha. Asking the deep questions of faith, having conversations around the things that matter when someone doesn't know means so much. Um, And then, of course, next week, we're going to share where we're going. I'm not going to jump in there, but I am. After doing this, kind of watching the trajectory of what Christ has done in our community and how he has been faithful from the beginning, I'm super excited about where he's taking us because it's him leading us. It's not us coming up with our best ideas, and that's amazing. But we have somebody that's going to share in this year, and that's Travis, who's... You got it, dude. You got it, Travis. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, I'm not a great public speaker, uh, so I will try my best. Uh, RCC has definitely been uh, an eye-opener for us. Um, at our old church, we got to where we weren't really feeling uh, welcome there, and we weren't really growing in Christ the way we wanted to. Um, But RCC has definitely changed that for us. Um, I love the community aspect of things. Um, It's bringing different perspective uh, in our lives um, of having each other instead of kind of living, doing your own thing and not being alone. 
Um, so that's been that's been a change uh, for us, definitely. Uh, I love the transparency of the church. Um, it feels very real for us. Um, and I always get something out of the service because there's always conversation afterwards, and that was, like, non-existent before. Um, and that's definitely helping us grow. Um, what else? I have a whole list written down on my phone. Like, I'll, I've been looking at it all morning, so. Um, you know what? Um, RCC is only the second church that we visited, um, but we want to, we feel like we need to stay here because we feel like we can grow here, and I feel that God has really been working in our lives uh, in a way that he hasn't before, um, so um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Um, I do want to ask for, for some prayer, too. Because I think I'm kind of stubborn for asking for prayer, because um, I, I haven't received, uh, or I'm kind of stubborn in receiving prayer. I would say, um, I would ask for you guys to pray for us um, for the next journey in our lives, because uh, I just finished college and I'm about to graduate in a couple of weeks. Um, and also want want you guys to pray because we want kids soon so um praying for that would be awesome thanks travis all right so we're going to kind of close out with a couple things one um there's a few things that throughout we've seen we've noticed i made a quick list i'm gonna share with you that i'm really thankful for um and you can kind of whatever you want to say about this too you can say but god has always provided we've never not had what we needed it might not have been exactly what we wanted, but we've never not had what we needed. He's always given us enough. Amen? Always. We have seen God develop prayer in our community like I've never been a part of. We have so many ways to pray. We have people challenging in prayer. We pray for each other in services, which should be in every church. You should be able to stop and pray for someone. We have seen different people be in the same room and have tough conversations and work through it. That's been a part of our vision from the beginning, that we don't just have all the sames that build a fence around one thing and say it's us versus the world. We have people together that have tough conversations, and we've created space for those dialogues. I am thankful for that. We have tension in the way that we practice. I don't know if you know this, but we have passionate, energetic, spirit-filled worship, and we have ancient, rooted spiritual practices that you normally don't find together in churches. Have any, has anybody noticed this? This to us is a huge honoring thing that we are in love with. We think it's a gift. We also um, have seen spiritual formation become common language, which before many of you came were like, spiritual what? What kind of cult are you guys in? Spiritual formation is what discipleship was before it became a trendy word in churches. It's the whole of your life being developed. Um, so do you want to add anything to that, what you've seen? Okay, so I wanted to read you two... I had all of the people that really kind of poured into us before we planted, I sent them a very evasive email saying, I would love for you to pray. And if you hear anything while you pray, why don't you speak it to us? And a couple of them I'm going to read this week and most of them I'm going to read next week because most of them have to do with our future. But these two, this one's from David E. Who knows who that is? Just, 
Eldridge, he's a cool guy. He's from Stonebridge. Um, all right, so he says this to us. Ah, I can't read the personal stuff, right? When I think of you and Sarah, you're both really attractive. <laughs> Feels weird. Josh, really muscular, strong. Super intelligent, probably the smartest guy I know. Gosh, <laughs> this is so weird. This is so weird. Uh, perfect hair. <laughs> Beautiful wife, hello. <laughs> All right, y'all have gone first in opening up your hearts and lives to the healing work of God and establishing life-giving patterns of rest, work, relationship. Y'all are examples worth imitating. That feels all about it. But uh, talking about our church, though, it's our whole church who does this. All of us do it. The first three verses of Psalm 23 are tranquil and idyllic, and, but they come to mind. When I think of RCC, the first word in my mind is peace. The Hebrew word is shalom, living in harmony with God, yourself, your neighbor, and creation. Total well-being. I see y'all like that. I see Smyrna becoming more and more rat racy as it becomes more affluent and trendy. People getting more and more worn out as they try to serve money or being cool. RCC is the oasis in the midst of the busyness and superficiality. Y'all are slowing people down and taking them deeper. Not in a patronizing way, but y'all know what people need, just like a good shepherd knows what his sheep need. And you are leading them to those places in life. I also see y'all as forming people not for themselves, not in an independent way, but in a mature way. I think of shepherds leading sheep to green pastures and quiet waters, but the sheep still have to choose to eat and drink. Can I get an amen? amen. I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. <laughs> they have to, and lie down. I see y'all as table setters, which is awesome. You create a space, but you do more than that. You give real handholds for people to develop their own faith rhythms. That's really important. That's awesome, right? And then Terry Cantrell, who was actually the most formative voice in us planting instead of taking over another church, which are a couple of the options. Congratulations on five years of ministry. What an awesome ride you have been on. Through much prayer, sacrifice, and perseverance, you are making a tremendous impact in your community. We are proud of you and honored to partner with you. I asked the Lord if he had a word for you, and he reminded me of the verse I found in Matthew. And Jesus said to them, Therefore, every scribe who has become a disciple of the kingdom of heaven is like the head of a household who brings out his treasure things, he brings out his treasure, things new and old. As River City has reached toward the future, you have not forgotten to also reach into the past and bring forth the rich treasures of the historical church. You are combining the best of the past with the best of the present in a way that honors both and brings forth life. May God continue to bless you. That made me want to shout and run around. So, if you'll all stand with me. These are quick blurbs. I got two questions. The first, what, and this you can't talk for five minutes right now. This is not one of those moments. You can say a couple phrases about it. What do you want to celebrate that God has done the first five years? You have some space. Yell it out. Yeah. Don't write it out. Love you, bro. Just one second. What did you say? I'm just kidding. Thanks, whoever said that. It was awesome. And you too. It was awesome. Place for introverts and extroverts. <laughs> Who said that? Wow. Yeah. Yes. So I was going to ask another one, but I'm not. I am going to say this. 
close your eyes and hold one hand out. These are all the things God has done for this church, this body, for this city, through us, to us, the hurts, the pains, the tears of celebration, the funerals that we've walked through, the celebrations of people graduating, the people transitioning into ministry, the people leaving our church and going to another one, the people coming from another one, the people who haven't ever heard about Jesus, hearing about Jesus. We hold these things in one hand, the first five years, Jesus, and we say thank you. But we open our other hand and we say, we know you have more. You're not done, and we want to be a part of it. We give it all to you, the future and the past, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Band, if you want to come up real quick, we're going to sing happy birthday, and we're going to sing it the way I've been taught by... Okay, we're not, actually, we're not going to do the band. We're not going to do the band. But do you want to, can you give, give the, the rules? Did, was it your rule? We're going to say happy birthday, RCC, So, because we're RCC, okay? One, two, three. All right, couple quick things, couple quick things. We take a picture once a year that's happening on the back hill. Jesus, we pray that you would bless the food to our body. We thank you for Cinco de Mayo, for RC five years, and for everybody here. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Love you guys. Thank you again for joining us today, and please visit our website at rivercitysmyrna.com.